But I'm super excited about this series because if you were here last week, I told you a little bit. I wasn't trying to do a series on the word go, and it just kept popping up, and it kept being on my heart. And so I was finally like, all right, I'm not going to fight this. Let's go. By the way, in our, uh, <laughs> in our meetings this week, we would try to not use the word go, and it's very difficult. <laughs> it's hilarious because we say it a whole lot more than we think we do. And so I, I would just laugh and say, there it is again. We're going to use it again. So let's go, right? Let's go. But I want you all to understand kind of the context. This is not a Christmas series. I want you all to hear me. This is not a Christmas series. But the reason I like it around the Advent season leading up to Christmas or right now is the word Christmas, Christ, and then Mas, literally means anointing or anointed one. Specifically, we're talking about Jesus Christ. He was the anointed one that took away the sins of the world, that is our Savior. And so this is what we're celebrating, and I, this is not a mystery. If you've never been in church before, you know that Christmas is about baby Jesus coming in a manger, away in a manger, and we have all the songs, Silent Night. But the word mas is a little bit tricky because it means go on mission, not just go. It means to go with a purpose, to know why you're going, and then go. And Jesus did this. Jesus came like an eagle in a tree, Christ came and he rescued me. Now, I'm going to tell the world. That's, that's literally, this song is perfectly messaged for today. Perfect. Because that's what Jesus did. Jesus didn't just come to be born a baby, a human, but he came on mission. And this is where I feel the struggle. This is where I feel the tension. This is not a you problem. This is an us problem. This is a humanity issue, especially, now watch this, if you're not saved, meaning you've never trusted the Lord as Savior, we're cool, and I'm going to get to you in a minute, but I need you to know that for all of us that, that know Jesus, that have a relationship with him, we find ourselves in this, in this turmoil of this. I'm not quite sure where I'm supposed to go, but I feel the need to go. I feel the need, God has pulled, put a purpose on me, and I feel it. And you'll know if this is you because you, you can, you, you'll feel moved in a service. You'll feel the presence and power of God. You, you have time with the Lord. You talk to him. You know he's called you. And even watch this. They all look at me. Even if you've wandered off. If you know God, you know purpose. Because he, he impregnated you with his purpose in the person of the Holy Spirit. And so you feel it. But I don't know if you're the same person that I am. But I'm going to assume the majority of you are. There's nothing more frustrating than knowing you're supposed to go and not knowing where you're supposed to go. Come on, talk to me. I don't like it. Matter of fact, I titled this message, Let's Go. Because I feel like going on purpose makes sense. I'm ready, God, so let's go. Let's do this thing. Do y'all know that when our teams score, if you're watching a game, it's so funny to me because we will celebrate. And I, I did not even plan this. I didn't mean to plan. But I've noticed this about myself. This is a, one of the things that I'll say when I'm excited and my team's doing good. Yeah, let's go. Where? Are y'all with me? <laughs> that undid. Are y'all with me? But it's interesting that this is a response that we say. In other words, I'm acknowledging the fact that you're doing what I feel like you should be doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Let's go. Let's go! Except I say it with more energy than that, right? Some of y'all are really, pa really calm and passive personalities, and you're not loud, but you're probably like, let's go. Awesome, praise God, let's go. 
But I'm telling you right now, if you want to see me get bent out of shape at my house, let me know that we're supposed to go and you ain't ready. Or my daughter, I see you. They hear it. Because I'm not a pa- I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I was about to say I'm a pretty patient person. That was going to be a lie. So I just, I took that thought captive, right? <laughs> Try not to lie. I can be patient at times. But if I know it's time to, go. let's go. And then I'm, I have a tendency to needle once that it comes, right? So, Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Because that helps, right? Y'all with me? When you're ready and you start needling, they get motivated. Watch me. No. It's awful. But it's just, it's just part of life. Because the reality is this. Y'all look at me. I don't care what your personality type is. I don't care if you're male or female. I don't care if you're white, black, Hispanic, anything in between, everything in between. I don't care where you are or what you come from. We all, in our humanity, in our bodies, in our lives, we all have this idea and understanding that God made me to do more than just what I'm doing. Are y'all with me? Even if you don't talk to me today, and you're going to hurt my feelings a little bit, and I'm going to ask you to, but even if you don't say much, the reality is this, we all feel purpose, or at least I'm supposed to have a purpose. It can't just be this, and we say things like that, And then we'll find ourselves in interesting conversations like this. Mark, can I meet with you? Yeah, let's meet. Can you tell me what my purpose is? From a broad perspective, yes. But the exact thing, I'm not your maker. So I'll probably frustrate you. Because you want me to tell you where let's go. And I have the feeling, a sneaky suspicion, that God's already put you where he's ready for you to go. We just don't necessarily like it. Because we wish the circumstances were better. We wish that the outcome could be controlled. But listen to me, your job is never to control the outcome. Your job is to put your yes down when he says, let's go. Let's go. Someone say, let's go. Let's go. Now, to get this let's go, we got to get the most important thing, who you and I are. This ain't going to make sense for a minute, but it's real good. So if y'all just stay with me, you're going to say, uh-oh. See, we just, okay, nobody. Someone say logo. logo. Notice the go. In low, go. Logo, logo, logo. Y'all know what a logo is, right? When, when I say the word logo, as a matter of fact, we started this with how cool is the, we started with the go. I didn't add any words to it. We didn't have a subtitle. It just said go on it. That was this sermon series, logo. Y'all know what it is. Everybody understands it, but here's the definition. It comes from the Greek word, by the way, logos. I'm going to show that to you in just a minute. But it literally means a symbol or other design adopted by an organization or thing or person to identify its product, uniform, or vehicle, whatever it is. It's identifiable. In other words, the logo's intention is that you can immediately identify if it's a good one. If it's a good one, you can immediately identify not only what it is, but the better it is, the more identifiable what it does is. Are y'all with me? So when I see a good logo, I go, oh, yeah, I know what they do. I know what that's about because it's a representation, a representative of what it is. And we don't think through this because you don't have to get complicated. But businesses that spend multi-million dollars thinking through what their logo should be should think that way. That's the purpose of it, right? 
So watch, we're going, I need y'all to play along with me. I'm going to show you five logos. I need you to say them out loud. This is not like school. I do not need you to raise your hand. I need you to do the opposite when you're just saying, don't talk. I need you to talk. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Number one. Nike. What is Nike's brand? What are they? What do they sell? What do they want us to buy? Shoes. Just do it is the slogan. That's right. Like shoes. What else? If, you, if it wasn't shoes, what else is it? Clothes, track suits, things. They want to, from head to toe, brand you. They put their logo on athletes, the ones that we like, some of them that I don't like. We'll talk about that later. Michael Jordan's a goat. Anyway, let's keep going. Keep going. That was. But they want, they, 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 you know. There's no word on this. Do y'all see that? Well, it doesn't explain anything. Just it's recognizable. Boom, you know. Next one. What's the first thing you think of when you, think, when you see that logo? A phone. Isn't that interesting? Because the Macintosh was how it started with computers. They have adapted. That is huge. That's a leadership talk that we're not going to get into today. But it's important. It's amazing. But now, when you think of it, that's the thing that you think of is the phone or the iPad or the whatever else they got. But it's extremely identifiable. They have brand recognition. And, and there's stuff that you could tell me that is your experience based on that picture of an apple that has a bite out of it. Amazing. Next one. Or as I call it, four bucks. What is four bucks about? Say it out loud. What's it about? Coffee. Coffee. Not me. Cake pops. Right? I'm trying to have their coffee, but I, I will have their cake pop. I'd rather have QT coffee and something sweet. Come on, Jesus. Y'all with me? But they've done a good job of branding it. And it doesn't matter where you go in the world, you can find a Starbucks. Because you know it by the logo. Here we go. Next one. Y'all look at me right now. I'm rebuking this one in the name of Jesus. My children's college fund goes to this place. Because I'm going to tell y'all something. A lot of men in this room, we just as soon shop at. Go ahead and say it. Y'all don't have to be embarrassed. I don't know. Why were y'all embarrassed? Walmart. Why? It's cheaper. It's cheaper. Yeah, but Mark. It's the experience. <laughs> and when I walk in, they got the nice carts. And Walmart's got the carts that do like that the whole time, right? Right? Y'all know. Y'all know. And they're so much nicer and everything's clean and it's this and that and it's the experience. But I ain't trying to pay 20% more, Jesus. Yeah, but I got the red card. And I got coupons. And I got my app. There you go. Kelsey's adding to it. And I got all this other stuff. And they have hooked the ladies, and that means they've hooked the men. Come on, somebody, right? Because you don't have a choice at this point. But what's amazing about all of this is we feel these things just based on a logo. Just based on a logo. And then the last one is just because if we saw it in the sky, all of us could hear. The dark night. And you'd be afraid, yes, Batman. You'd be afraid that Bane would come, right? Everybody be nervous. 
Y'all be expecting Joker, the penguin, somebody. But it's recognizable. It doesn't have to say anything for us to know that this is back. If you've never seen one of the movies, I, I would venture to guess that you know that that's Batman. Someone say logo. The purpose of a logo is so you immediately recognize, and the better the logo is, the less explanation has to happen, the less words has to happen. Look at me. That's us. Someone say, I'm a logo. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you that that's true. Let's start in John chapter 1. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the, y'all say it? Word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and nothing that has been made has been made except by him. And it was life, and the life was the light of all men. And on and on and on until verse 14, and then we have the Christmas story, the manger. All of this is wrapped up in one verse. The word became flesh and dwelt or lived among us, and we have seen. Someone say seen. Seen. We have seen the logo of heaven. We have seen the representation. We have seen, we have seen, we have seen, we have seen. Look what it says, his glory, glory as in the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. In other words, once Jesus came to earth and he was only here for 33 years, that is not long. I am older than that now. God help me. (laughs) Help us, Jesus. It happens fast, everybody. Jesus was here a very short time period. But it says that as he was here, we had the fullness of God represented on earth. As a matter of fact, I'm going to show you in just a second what Colossians 2 says. But I want you to see this. The word logos means word. And we translate it word because if it says in the beginning was the full expression of the thoughts. And encompassing all of who God is, that would be a lot for one verse. So instead we said word. Because most of the time our thoughts and actions get summarized into words. That is why you have to give explanation. Are y'all with me so far? I'm trying not to lose you. That's why we give explanation to things. But the better the brand is, the less explaining has to be done because we get it. The better they represent what they're actually about, the less explanation there has to be, and the more, duh, that's what Nike's about, duh, that's what Target's about, duh, that's what Starbucks is about, and we get it. The point is that Jesus came so that we could have a full understanding of God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all wrapped up in one, and this verse explains that in Christ, the whole fullness, the entire encompassing understanding of the deity. Now, I need you to understand that word deity is not really awesome to be the explanation. It really means the entire understanding of the Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what the word actually means in the original language. Lives, dwells in the body. So when Jesus came, we had the whole entire package in his body. And for 33 years, everywhere that he went, that's all that the logo was. So imagine that Nike or Target or Starbucks only had a logo, and it was a moving logo, but it could only be in one place at one time. The brand recognition would not get out too much. Are y'all with me? No matter how great the brand was, no matter how great the logo was, no matter what all it could do, a moving billboard cannot hit every city in the world. But, It says, and you, someone say you. You. That means me and you. That means us have been filled in Christ, in him, who is the head of all 
rule, and authority. In other words, now you're the billboard because he filled you up. You're the billboard because he filled you up. And I want to show you in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 this picture of how he was the billboard. He was the picture. He was the logo that came to earth. Literally logos and logo from the same word that that God did not just come, or excuse me, he did not just send Jesus so that we could sing away in a manger at no crib for a bed. Nor did he just die, now watch this, just to, nor did he just send him to die. And he absolutely had to die. But he sent him as a representation, as a picture of what God wanted the earth to see that heaven actually was about. But then he sent him, brought him back home. After Jesus died on the cross and rose again, he only stayed for 40 more days, and then he went. And he said this, in the, in the final things that he was saying before he ascended, he said, and you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, the Samaritans, and the earth. He also said in Matthew, this part is found, go into all the world and preach the gospel. So we have this, we have this thing. First, you have to understand who Jesus is and that he loved you before you loved him. And that trusting him means I surrender all to you. You died so that I could have life. But once that happens, then what? And if you're like me, this is, this is where we find the tension in the room. This is where we find the issue is I get all that, what you've said so far, Mark, that's fine. But what, what's my point in all this? Where do we go? Where does the let's go start? Like, I don't get how I'm supposed to be the logo because my entire life I've been taught, you need to do more for God. Did you read your Bible enough this week? Did you pray enough this week? Did I, did I, did I, did I? Watch, y'all listen. And we put the entire focus on me. Which is what I personally believe is why we find ourselves in such a frustrating mess. Because as soon as I become the center of my universe, and I believe it's sincere, y'all. I'm, I'm just going to give us at least in this room and watching online, I'm at least going to give us the benefit of the doubt to say we meant to do well. That God, we tried really hard and we wanted you to come bless what we were doing, but it seems like the, the harder I try, the bigger the mess that I make. And, and the less that I find purpose in what I'm going to do, the more frustrated I get because I'm not real motivated to let's go if I don't know why we going. So 2 Corinthians 5, it's that verse that Brian quoted to us in that song. It starts... If anyone is in Christ, someone say in Christ. Christ. Say it loud, say in Christ. Christ. That means you've, you've asked the Lord, trusted him as Savior, asked him to become your Lord and Savior. And then he leaves and deposits his Holy Spirit in you. The dwelling place of the Lord, the dwelling place of Jesus is in heaven. But the residency or, the, or where the Holy Spirit lives, watch this, look at me, is you. There's not a holy of holies somewhere off in a temple somewhere. The Bible says you and I are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he says if anyone is in Christ, now you've trusted him. Now, if anyone is in Christ, you're a new creation that the old has passed away and behold all things become new. It's amazing. He, he regenerates me to be like him. Now watch, all of this is from God who through Christ reconciled. Someone say reconcile. reconcile. Say it loud, say reconcile. reconcile. It's a huge word. It's not just a church word. Actually, this word gets used most of the time when one country is at odds with another country. The reason that presidents or secretaries of state or, or representatives 
that, that go out to other countries win Nobel Peace Prizes is because one country that is at odds and an enemy with another country then makes peace. That is literally what this word means. An enemy and an enemy now become friend. That is reconcile. That is the best definition of this word. And so it says all of this is from God who through Jesus, through Christ, he reconciled me to him. That I had enemy. I was not, I was not friends with God. So whenever we say, no, they're just good people, they're not. No, no, no. Humanity is not naturally good, people. That means you and I are not naturally good. We jacked up. We messed up. And we will make a bigger mess than the devil ever could try. Come on, Jesus. He said he gave, he, he reconciled us to himself. And then watch this. I think this is so fascinating. He gave us the ministry. Someone say ministry. ministry. Say it loud. Ministry. Of reconciliation. Pause. I cannot tell you, I can tell you this, I know for a fact in the last three weeks, I've had more than six, at least a half dozen, but I believe it's more, conversations with individuals who have said, Mark, I feel called to, say it, say it loud, now let me give you the church definition of what that means, I'm supposed to work at a church, survey says, that is not what that means, huh? Now watch, I'm not putting down the vocation of pastor. I happen to be in this fraternity. So I <laughs> Right, Pastor Stephen, we ain't going to put it down. However, that is not what this says. Furthermore, if every single person who gets saved works at a church, that's weird. We're going to better do nothing, but we can pray. Huh? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And we probably can't talk too long because we ain't worried about that clock. For some reason, religiousness has decided that the only ministry that really exists is inside the walls of a church. But this is the exact opposite of what the gospel says. It says, go and tell, not get them to come and then tell. I'm going to preach today. I feel it in my bones. I don't know where this comes from, but anybody that grew up with me, I'm okay, I can see y'all. Y'all know that I'm telling the truth. Huh? Somehow we have then, we have, we have delegated that ministry is either you have to be a missionary where you get sent off to a foreign country or you got to work in a church. And if you don't, because there's no way business owners can have this ministry. What? There's no way teachers. Really? Coaches? Who get to interact with, with kids every day. It's unbelievable. I miss it because there's lots of days that I think to myself, I'm not sure if I'm doing the ministry of reconciliation as much as they are. Ministry is not a job. It's a calling to everyone who has been called by God in salvation. Your calling is not tied to your job. Your job is tied to your calling. And when you start asking, why am I called to that job? It's hell on earth. I'm going to tell you, plow, plow. It's because you have the message of reconciliation and your ministry is to minister to those people who you don't particularly like. I'm preaching good. It's okay. I get it. If you have to like everybody, I'm in trouble. But we are called to see them for what God sees in them. 
And if someone's hateful to you, don't fake it till you make it. You ain't got to like it. But you still can see them as a broken person who has not been renewed in Christ. And therefore, I'm going to simplify it in less churchy terms. Lost people act like lost people. Right? I mean, they just do. And the more jacked up the situation is, most likely, not always the case. Because I know when you referee in church balls, the worst. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but do you know why that's the case? It's because we're screaming out loud to the world. We need you to tell us what our purpose is. And then they're saying, why do you want me to come in here? Because in reality, the logo don't match the word. The product's good, but the logo's lying. The logo's telling me that this is what it's about, but the actual thing's real good when I can get through all the crap and get to it. But if the logo is confusing the person to the actual brand message, then I've missed the mark. By the way, can I tell y'all something really cool? In the Greek, do you know what sin is actually? It, it means it's an archery term, and it means to miss the mark. Do you know most of our lives we get caught up in how much we do or don't do for God? And I'm not suggesting for a second that there's not lists of sins that will kill you internally, not physically. But what I am suggesting is most of the time the demise that Mark Pangle finds himself in is when I get off message, when I get off mission, when I begin to believe that God is somehow impressed with what I'm doing as if that I'm his gift. Look at all I'm doing, God. I actually preached in this microphone twice yesterday. Hashtag, you're welcome. But God's not up there going, that's my boy. Watch. He is. I do believe he is about me, but not because I'm preaching, but because I'm his son. And so I'm honored and I'm grateful that I get to preach, but I need y'all to know that this is not why I am. It's a church word that I'm just going to go with with y'all. Righteous. And for the sake of not getting ahead of my message, I want to keep going. But I need y'all to know that everybody has experienced this if you're a follower of Jesus. And you constantly think to yourself, am I doing enough for God? Here's how I'll tell you if yes or no. Are you saying yes? Because obedience is the goal, not outcome. And once outcomes become the thing that I focus on. By the way, I need to tell y'all, I'm not saying in leadership you don't measure. If you own a business and you just say, I'm obedient, but I'm not going to look at the bottom line, that's foolish. But in my walk with God, the number of people that show up in a church has nothing to do with whether or, I'm not, whether or not I'm answering the call. And most of us let pride start building up, but we do it in Jesus' name. And then we say stuff like, well, well it was ministry. No, no, no. Ministry is... Reconcil re reconciliation and then he says that is that God was reconciling the world to himself not counting our sins is all that word means to miss the mark against them but entrusting us handing us the baton saying now tag you're it I had one I had one logo he came he he lived a sinless life he died he rose again and now he's in heaven but but the baton is now multiplied just like feeding the 5,000 the bread of life has now entered y'all my God and and if we don't if we don't receive it and eat from it every day. And know that it was never about the ones that were receiving the bread, but the ones that had gotten the bread that can then give it out again. Then we'll just keep making it about us, hoping that God will bless whatever we're in. It ain't about me. Someone say, it's not about me. He trusted us with the message of reconciliation. I need to pause here for one second. I'm going to keep going. You know, whenever you're debating someone, this is a trick. 
So husbands and wives, be nice to each other. I'm asking y'all because y'all debate every day if you're like us. All you got to do, you don't have to beat them. You just got to get them off the message. You got to get them off the message. If you can get them to talk about what you want to talk about, you done got them. Y'all still can't beat me, so don't try. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But for real, if you'll watch debates, it's not necessarily, necessarily that they're trying to outdo them. That's not necessarily the point. The point is if I can get you off the message that you're supposed to be talking about, I can get you. So Satan's cool with you doing a lot for Jesus as long as you're not worried about the message of reconciliation. Let's keep going. Then he says, therefore, you're an ambassador. I've done this before, but I, y'all got to get this. I think a couple weeks ago I used the picture of if, this, if, if, if I'm an American citizen and then all of a sudden the president or secretary of state calls and says, hey, I want you to be the representative to the country of Spain. And I say, okay, and I answer the call, and then I have a 10-acre compound. And do, do y'all know that that 10 acres in Spain that I live on, the U.S. Embassy is United States territory, and that I have sovereignty in that nation because I'm a representative of this nation to that nation. So everywhere that I go, I have diplomatic immunity. I, I, I am seen as a, a person who has authority, not because I'm special, but because I'm representing something bigger than me called the United States government. Here's what this is literally saying. This word, this word ambassador is not found in the English language first. It's, it's found right here first. You, we, me and you both, we are ambassadors for Christ. What do you do for Christ? After he's done in you, you then go out. And you realize that your job, that your home, that your school, young people, that every place that you live, every, every, every place that you go, every place that you work, all the things that you do is the United beautiful place where heaven is being colonized on earth. Every conversation that I have, that gas station that I'm going to stop out on the way because I need gas before I go home at the QT. That's heaven territory. Why? Because I'm getting gas there. And when the ambassador of heaven comes to earth and stays on earth, because I'm not Jesus. And what would Jesus do no longer becomes the issue. What has he done? Listen, in me. What is he doing through me? And all I've got to do is be the logo that represents perfectly what the brand is about in general. I don't have to be great. I don't have to focus on the greatness that God's put in me. I can realize that what no eye has seen or ears heard or heart of a man can even imagine is what God has prepared for those who love him. I don't have to pretend maybe he could do great things in me. Y'all better listen to what I'm preaching today. He will do far greater than we can ask or imagine is what the Bible says. It is not that God can't. It is that we get off mission. It is that we forget the message. It is that we start thinking it's about us. Because I feel like destiny and purpose is like a coin. And on one side of the coin, it's his purpose. On one side of the coin, it's let's go, you're the logo. On one side of the coin, there is something that you cannot even grasp in your wildest dreams what God could do if you just submitted every day in humility. If you didn't start believing that it was about how much you could do or all of your gift in this, but realize he loves to confound the wise by using the weak. There is no limit. There's no limit. Y'all, we cannot begin to scratch the surface on what God can do. So don't ever feel bad when you, when you hear people say there's greatness in you. There's, there's something far even greater than that word. But on the other side of the coin... Is the destiny that Satan planned for you or is continuing to try to get you to do? 
And every time that I take my eyes off of Jesus and I, and I get, and I get where I lose a little bit of focus of the message of reconciliation, where I'm the brand, where I'm an ambassador. Every time that I just lose focus a little bit and say, why does that person, why did they, why did this, why did this? Because it doesn't take much. It just takes me getting off message. If y'all remember the Ephesians series where I talked about you make the grapes but don't drink the wine, that's what I'm talking about. We get drunk with our own success. We get prideful. We start filling ourselves and then self-righteousness becomes the goal. Am I doing enough for God? Not. He's done enough that the work on the cross that we sang about this morning is truly enough that I cannot do anything to ever really be right with God. But that what Jesus has done, it is finished, is more than enough, for real. And so when I wake up in the morning, if I start focusing on all that I have or have not done, then my entire life will be focused on have I prayed enough. And I'm letting y'all know from personal experience that an hour is not enough. Two hours is not enough. An hour of reading the Bible, two hours of reading the Bible becomes not enough and you get puffed up in all the stuff that you learn. And while going out to try to preach, preachers, preachers, people in our fraternity spit death all the time because we begin to believe all the things that people say, good job. And I'm not for one second suggesting that if God moves and you give a compliment that that I will take pride to it. But I'm not for one second suggesting that it's impossible. What I'm suggesting is thank you for compliments. But I don't do this for that. And I won't do this for that, I hope. And you won't ever feel good about that. Whatever the that is, whatever you've gone for, whatever you've chased and pursued, It is aimless. It is endless. There is no amount of thing you can amass to where you can eventually feel right. Which is why that word righteousness is so fascinating because it literally means right standing with God. And so Paul said, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And then he says this, for our sake, for your sake and my sake, Watch, and the sake of tens upon tens upon tens of millions of people to the total of eight billion in this world, he made, God, the Father, made him, Jesus, to become, to be sin. In other words, this guy that had never sinned before and never would sin took on all the sin that you'll ever do, all the sins that we have done. He he became them. He took them on his body, bore the cross, all the shame he became sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God and so today the reason I have right standing with God is not all the good things that I've done matter of fact if I focus on that that's become an idol but the reason that I have the ability to stand on the rock and realize that I have righteousness is because I remember what he's become or what he became and why I can become. That in salvation, when I trust him as Lord, I immediately receive his righteousness. But tomorrow, or the next day, or yesterday, or any day, I have the opportunity. Someone say opportunity. Say it loud, say opportunity. To get off message, to get off mission, and to pretend for a second that it was about me. 
And then I'll get focused on, do they think that I've done good? And my let's go will become I need to do enough so that I feel good enough so that I, so that I can't get. And y'all watch this. I'm telling you, I've had conversation after conversation after conversation in the last couple weeks. That thank God the vast majority of people have no idea anything that I'm talking about. But I'm watching devastation. I'm watching homes break apart. And I could simplify it with this little talk. Your eyes got off. You started trying to fix people. And you thought that you were the Savior. You got off message because you forgot the ministry. You forgot the go. You forgot the purpose that all of us have in general. It does not matter what you do. It matters what he's done. I'm telling you right now, you can have fire shoot up through your bones metaphorically and every day have the Lord Jesus speaking through you. Why? Because I'm a billboard. Because my job is not to be great at what I do. My job is to be the representation, the ambassador, the logos, the logo of Christ. And when he left and left his Holy Spirit, he left logos everywhere. And when people interact with you, if the representation is right enough, if it's close enough, when we see Nike or when we see Starbucks or when we see Target or when we see, we don't have to guess what an Apple product is. We know because it's branded well. I'm here to tell you that for 2,000 years, people should have been able to look at the logo and say, it's branded well, but we've made it about us. But I'll just preach what John the Baptist says, he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less. It's got to be about him. It is not about the time. It is not about the talent. It is not about all those things. It's about your heart. It's about him having all of you and then you saying, you say it and I'll go. If you point, I'll follow. If you say wait, I'll wait. But I'm not making this about how much I can do for you. I'm making this about I'm right with you because of what you've done in me. So the story of Christmas, this whole thing, what this go is all about, it's not about a manger. It's not about how cool he did. And, and the way he came is, is powerful, and I'm not putting, putting it down, but the, but the purpose of Christmas is the mission. That the logo of heaven was sent to earth to die and become sin so that we could be the logo of heaven now, a representation of God to humanity. So whenever we get off message, whenever we let that begin to decide what we're about and we get distracted, we literally send, reject, push people. And all the time we say this, let's change the world, let's change the world, let's change the world. I believe we can, but he's got to change this. And we have to understand that we are his logo. Now let's go. Someone say, I'm a logo. Come on, say it loud. I'm a logo. I'm a logo. Let's go. Let's go. I believe we can be as excited as we are when our team scores and pump fists and go crazy. But not if we're off message. It'll be Mark's human effort trying to manufacture a wave but it will fall and crash and burn and I'll be frustrated and go, God, where were you in all this? And I feel like God would say if he was speaking audibly, I'm right here the whole time. I can never leave you or forsake you. I love you. Put your eyes back on me because you're my representative on this foreign land called earth. I'm an alien and a stranger in a foreign place. We're logos. Now let's go.
So God, for every man, woman, and young person in this room, God, I feel so much excitement for opportunity because God, I believe you always bring us opportunities so that we can add our obedience to it, but never so that we can control what the outcome is about. Lord, help us remember every day that we're not righteous because of how much we do for you. We're righteous because of what you've done in and through us, what you became for us, that we're no longer hostile to God. We've been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. And may we be on mission every day of our lives that the message of reconciliation and the ministry of reconciliation is for every person with every job, at every school, in every place, every day, that we're all to go, that we're all to go, that we're all to go and be your ambassadors. So God, in and through us, you do it. And we declare and pray these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Y'all stand and sing.